Welcome to the 317 Experience, the official podcast of The Exchange. Our goal is to introduce you to a new member every week by sharing their passion and experiences in three key points, one voice, and in seven minutes or less. This is the 317 Experience. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the 317 Experience. Today, we have one of our leadership members, our secretary or treasurer, should I say, and very active member of the exchange, Crystal Wilmont. Thanks for hosting today. Well, thanks for having me. So before we dig into this pretty serious topic, let's break the ice with some rapid style questions. Are you ready? Sure. Are you a morning person or night owl? I'm a night owl. What do you spend too much time doing? Hmm. That's a hard one. Too much time. Uh, probably too much time doing laundry. <laughs> Better you than me. <laughs> what question would you ask a fortune teller? Hmm. I would ask them if I'm going to be rich in the future. Nice. <laughs> what is your favorite black owned business? Um, let's see. Probably the missing brick because I really like pizza. Good answer. Good answer. Last question. What is your favorite concert or artist you've ever seen? Oh, see, that's another hard one. Um, I've been to some really good concerts and I, I love music. So let's see, because I haven't been to a show in a long time because of the pandemic. <laughs> um, I'll say Maroon 5. They put on an amazing show. Very cool. I didn't think you were going to say that. Mixing it up. Okay, so let's dig into this incredibly important topic food insecurity. And let's start with the why. So a recent study suggests that one in seven children in Indiana struggle with hunger. Why is food insecurity such a problem in our state? Well, I definitely start out by saying that it's not just a problem in our state. And we had actually gotten it down to one in five, but the coronavirus uh, ruined everyone's plans. So I would say right now it's because of unemployment, poverty, underemployment, which was a problem before coronavirus. And we have a very low minimum wage. Uh, people are, some people are still making $7.25 an hour. And our minimum wage hasn't changed for like a decade. So we need to increase our minimum wage. Oh, the other problem would be food deserts. So we always talk about our urban food deserts, but we have a lot of rural food deserts that people don't even know about, but just having access to food um, in the rural areas because they're so spread apart. And then in our urban areas, it would be our transportation issues. So food insecurity is a pretty big issue. I mean, it might not be top of mind for everyone's personal household. Help us connect some of these dots. Hunger exacerbates other bigger problems. What are some of those other health issues interconnected to food insecurities? Sure, people who are suffering from food insecurity are more likely to have heart disease, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, diabetes, and suffer a stroke. 
And the other thing is if you can't get food or if you're hungry, you can't function at your highest ability. So if you're a kid and you're going to school and you're hungry, you're not going to be able to learn. You're not going to be able to do your best on a test. If you're an employee, maybe you can't work as hard because you're weak because you're you haven't eaten or eaten enough food for the day. Those are great points. Like I feel like sometimes people get hangry if they miss lunch. So I can't imagine missing dinner or missing a good breakfast or multiple meals or having light meals and calling it a day. So it just definitely brings some more mindfulness of food is absolutely a necessity. So before we dig into like the food bank solutions because I know you this is that's where your passion is. What are some other challenges and solutions we can look at? And I know you named a couple at the top of the show, but can you dig into some of these other solutions that we should be thinking about bigger term or strategically? Sure, sure. So the biggest provider of food would be the SNAP program. Um, it's a nutritional program that is based off of income requirements and the government has extended those programs to through July. So if you were eligible for food stamps before, now everyone has been getting the max. So for the whole pandemic and until July, everyone on food stamps was getting the max, which helped their families a lot because like I said, it's the biggest program that feeds and helps with food insecurity. So the problem is in Indiana, we have a lot of people who fall through the cracks. They don't qualify for food stamps because they make more than the income guidelines, but they're still food insecure. So another thing that I talked about before was raising our minimum wage. If we could get a $15 minimum wage, that would help everybody because the price of food has gone up. So that's another problem that we have. Also, if we could work on our transportation, um, getting a high speed bus or more bus routes um, so people can get rides to the stores that are available. Another problem in our urban areas, well in our rural areas too, is that grocery stores uh, are far and few between. I'm happy to say that there's a grocery store opening soon, a local grocery store, which will be run by two local residents on the east side. And there's also some other stores that are opening. Uh, Dollar General is now, most of them are becoming markets and they're offering more fresh foods. They're putting more food in the Dollar Trees. And there's an Aldi's opening up on Crawfordsville Road, which is also a food desert because there was only a Kroger. So everyone in the Hallville and Speedway area were, had only that Kroger to go to. I love that you mentioned this quick bit about healthy food. So we talk about food insecurity and just making sure people are fed and, but making sure people are fed with healthy foods is also an issue, isn't it? It is because in the past, a lot of little bodegas and markets, they didn't have fresh fruits and vegetables. It was more like fast food that someone would have to pop into a microwave. So in the last few years, we've seen emphasis on people growing their own food and the local farms trying to give that food to stores so they have fresh products to offer people. Um, one of the bills that passed, HB 
1119, it allowed public schools and school corporations to purchase food from agricultural programs. So if someone had started one, they're able to sell that food back and that helps everyone in the community. So dig into that more. So advocacy and public policy is a way to combat food insecurity. In addition to that bill, are there other bills that we should be aware of or research more? Well, right now the General Assembly is done. The session is done for the year, but there was a bill, HB 1146, was established a Healthy Food Incubator Program Fund. Um, and basically it was just trying to get more, a healthy food initiative and get more funding uh, so we could offer fresh and nutritious food in underserved communities. Where's the best way to find out this information? So I get that the session is done, but I mean, there has to be things that we can think of, of at least informing ourselves that we can be up to date or are there things to do when, they, when they're not in session? I would say find out who your district representatives are you can call your senators, you can call your local reps and let them know what's on your mind um, so they can get that on the agenda for next time. Perfect. So let's go into the food bank. So I know that's where your passion is, that's where you work. What are you seeing during this pandemic? Is it getting better? I know you said the numbers are worse, um, but tell us, like, what, what are you seeing and how can people help right now? Well, because of COVID, um, most of the hunger relief agencies have been pushed outside. So we're doing a lot of drive-through pantries to make sure that everybody can be safe as possible. So no one has to get out of their car. What we're seeing is a large increase of people coming. There are many people who have told me that they've never come to the food pantry before. And that if we transition back to a shopping pantry where they would come inside that they might not be so apt to come back because of the stigma of shopping at a food pantry. Hmm. Um, last year, Gleaners Food Bank served over 8 million pounds or gave away over 8 million pounds of food in 21 counties in Indiana. And so basically we're just transitioning to figure out how we can get people back inside but still continue to meet the need some different things that um, we've been offering are care mobile. So there's one that runs every day. And let's see. Sorry. So on Mondays, we offer a care mobile at Ivy Tech Community College from three to five. On Tuesdays at the Marion County Election Board from four to six. And then Wednesdays at the Avondale Meadows YMCA from 12 to two. And on Saturdays from 10 to noon at John Marshall High School. So people can attend those. It's open to the public. It's a drive-through distribution. We also offer food delivery for people that are immune compromised and homebound. Um, so we're basically trying to meet the customer's uh, need. However, we're hoping to establish a, a click list type program where people are able to call ahead and come pick up the food in the future. Congratulations with all the efforts that you're putting in. Um, that That's a huge effort to 
think of new ways to pivot and meet people where they are, um, partnering with other communities um, and organizations to make sure that you're meeting the needs of multiple, sounds like multiple um, people and counties um, throughout our region. How can we help? Because I know you're not doing this alone. Do you need money? Do you need time? Do you need actual food products? How can um, our listeners help this um, situation? Oh, you definitely hit the nail on the head. We need all of those things. So I would say, first and foremost, we need volunteers. So an easy way for people to come and volunteer would be to, to, would be to go to the Gleaners website and click on how can I help. So we need people to pack boxes because right now, since we're doing the drive-through distribution, it's easier to have food already boxed up to give to people. And a lot of agencies like that option. So we need volunteers to pack boxes. And then we also need volunteers to work our drive-through pantries and our mobiles. And then secondly, we always need funds uh, to keep it running um, because the trucks have to go out and pick up food. Um, and sometimes we get the food from all over the United States and transfer it back to different places. So yes, you can also make donations at the website, um, that's cleaners.com. I love it. So we'd be remiss if we also didn't mention that the exchange also does a food drive every Tuesday. So that's another opportunity that community partners are coming together and hopefully making it easy for more families to get the food that they need. For sure. We're so happy to partner with the Indianapolis Urban League to provide this during the pandemic and continue it on into the future. Are there any closing thoughts that you have as you think about how we can help that crazy stat of one in seven children are hungry and just the food insecurity that continues to be great, big, big, big disparities in our city? Are there things that you want us to know as we start to really put some solutions here? I always ask people to ask people if they need help. If someone was food insecure, you wouldn't know. They would try to hide it from you because they're embarrassed. There's such a stigma of going hungry, of going to a food pantry. And the thing is, it's open to any and everybody. Gleaners Food Banks and Pantries and Mobile serve the whole state of Indiana um, in regards to food distribution. So anybody can come, you just need to show uh, for the pantry, uh, your name and something with your address, but for the mobiles, you just drive straight through. I want to erase the stigma of people having to get food. You shouldn't be embarrassed to ask for help. This food is here for everybody. And you're actually helping the food bank because the food would have to go in the trash if somebody didn't come get it because a lot of the food is perishable. So it's here if you need it and it's free and available to everyone. And that's, I mean, there's nothing better you could say there. You shouldn't be embarrassed. I want to thank you for your leadership here. I know you have a passion, not only because it's part of your job, but I feel like you would care about this issue, even if it wasn't your day job. So I want to thank you for all of the work and effort and education that you continue to instill upon young professionals and leaders across the city. Thanks for hosting today, Crystal. Thanks for having me on.